You are listening to the Bring On Balance Show with Karen Wilson. Self-awareness unlocks greater potential. And on this show, we visit tools and strategies that help you tap into that power and step into life balance on your terms. So let's begin. Today's show, episode seven, is all about getting unstuck. One of my favorite quotes comes from that of from Michael Hyatt, and he says, your biggest challenge is not getting it right, it's getting started. Have you ever found yourself holding back on something you felt you really needed in your life? Like, how do you publish that rough draft? How do you get unstuck? How do you move forward and succeed at the thing that you know you need to do, you know you want to do it, or you have to do it, but then you just keep circling back to the space that you're in right now? Like, some for some people, it's like, time issues like there's no time some sometimes it's focus sometimes it's like really not being sure if you're ready to take that next step so the words i'm going to use um rough draft you know it, it can really be used in many different aspects of our lives we've all practiced our rough drafts in elementary school with projects that we needed to hand in. Do you remember that? I remember writing short stories in grade three and I loved writing so much. I still do. I had a teacher, her name was Miss Rompray and she like was the best teacher in the universe. Um, That woman instilled so much confidence in me. Um, I often go back and fond memories like when people think about, and they ask me about, you know, who were the teachers that made a fundamental difference? And it definitely, Mrs. Rompree, Miss Rompree, I think it was, at St. Joseph's School um, in Edmonton, a Catholic school. She completely brought out my creativity um, all the time. So shout out if you're listening. I'm honored. Thank you for helping to make me the creative person that I am. But I loved writing then, and I still do. I would really dive deep into the vault of my imagination, and I would pour so much energy into my assignments. And because of that, I would always be proud of my work. Um, But sometimes I would be a little bit vulnerable and scared to share, because a lot of the things that I wrote about would reach so deep inside me. Maybe I was a little too young to understand kind of what that feeling meant at that time, but I do have memories and visions of the teachers handing me back my paper saying, it's perfect, no need for any more. But there would still be, you know, all that red ink all over it and a whole pile of corrections that needed to be made. And as I got older, the distance between the rough draft and the final copy got bigger But what remained the same was the effort and the passion and the sense that I was doing what I was meant to do. Like, so when I take out my pen and a paper or um, when I start to write a blog post or an episode topic, it's it's so, um, for me, it creates fulfillment. It creates pure joy. Uh, but sometimes sharing, you know, the rough drafts, which are not polished, sometimes it's like you, you get these thoughts in your mind, like not very often, but they still do come out. 
Um, so, so what exactly is a rough draft? In my opinion, a rough draft is simply the first attempt at an idea. It can also be looked at in another angle. Um, really, the first time we try anything, it's a little messy. It's quite likely not going to be the best that we can do yet because it takes time to get better. You know, like I remember when I became um, a fitness instructor and I didn't do it really the conventional way. I hadn't actually taken a fitness class ever in my life, live. I, I, I had, you know, run and I had gone to running events. Um, I had uh, done a lot of GVD workouts in my basement, but I hadn't been to an actual fitness class. And but I wanted to teach it um, because I a lot of people were telling me that you know that's what I should do and I'll do a whole episode on that one day. But I I went for it and it made me feel good and it made me had pure joy. But it was terrifying, like the certification in and of itself. Like I was um, all by my like all by myself driving down there and I got there and there's a room full of experienced people that have taken classes and and that were teachers and and there I was never even been in that type of environment and what I found was that I I was fine I came back home with my certification I was so proud um tears in my eyes all the way home I it was like one of those moments where I thought, I, I can't believe I just did that. Like, I can't believe I just did that. Then I started going to local gyms. I went to my top picks and I got hired to teach a, a fitness class. And the very first class that I was um, scheduled to teach at, I was so excited and I was so nervous. And I had like practice and practice and practice for hours and hours and hours. Like I'm embarrassed to say how many hours I practiced. I could barely move some days because I had practiced in. I was still pretty awful back then. Uh, and it was like the very first class of the new year. And um, so we had come back from a Christmas break and it was like January 6th, I think it was. And there was a big dump of snow that morning. And my class was the very first scheduled class at 6 a.m. And I was the only one there. Now, there were people that came to my second and third and, and on beyond. Like, I've been teaching for five years now. But I just remember that feeling when nobody showed up. So instead of just going home and crying, which I, I did later, I decided to stay for the whole class. And I did the class as though I had a full room. And... I got to experience the rough draft and in that moment I thought I, I was you know looking at myself in the mirror as I was teaching the class and I became very very grateful for that spot because I realized that I still had so many mistakes. You see I had practiced and practiced in my basement but it wasn't the same as practicing at the gym and it wasn't the same as practicing and seeing myself in front of a mirror the entire time. It was Quite distracting. So I was able to take that and turn that into a rough draft. And and then I came home and I opened the door. And at the time, my mom was staying with us. She was staying with us for Christmas vacation. And she asked me 
how my class went because everybody knew it was my first class. And they asked me, my husband asked me, everybody was excited to hear from me at 7 a.m. how the first class went. Well, I just broke into tears. I mean, it, it was not completely sadness tears because I understood why nobody was there. I mean, like there was like a blizzard outside at 6 a.m. January 6th. So like, please pull me from underneath a rock. Um, I wouldn't have been there if I didn't have a class to teach. But you can't hide that feeling and those tears from, you know, people that know you and love you, right? It was like some of it, I think, was pent up anxiety for the class to have taken. Inevitably, we do have three choices whenever we do go out to do something new. Number Choice number one, we can hold on to it and keep it for ourselves. Um, and that's the least scary and the least amount of effort. Or number two, we can peekaboo a rough draft with the world. And I've done more than that that I'd like to admit. I'd, I'd love to just say that I throw out all my stuff all the time. But I have boatloads and boatloads of things that I've written and haven't released it and and I just go back to the writing phase because, like I said, that's what fills me. That's what makes me feel good is I love to write. So maybe we can, you know, post it on Facebook or share it with our friends. And But then sometimes, you know, like it's crickets. Nobody says anything. And you feel kind of silly because you've been, you've just been vulnerable. It's like opening your coat and saying, hey, I'm being vulnerable. So, like, you remove it <laughs> and tuck it into a distant memory in your brain and say, I hope nobody saw that. Just like the embarrassing fall in the parking lot when you step out of your cool vehicle and you fall and you slide right on your butt and you're like, oh, nobody saw that. The only thing that's kind of hurting a bit is my ego. But, you know, even when you do that and you release it and you take it back, it it, it doesn't really work very well because really if it's something that you really want or really felt that you needed to share and and at most points, you know, you're an artist or, or you're creative and you're gifted and these gifted things, they will actually, they'll haunt you until you actually do it. Like it's going to haunt you for the rest of your life. So you can now, this is the third choice. Boldly take your rough draft and be it, share it, do it, knowing that you still need to work with it. The magic never happens in the beginning. It's what happens between the rough draft and the final copy and beyond. If we never have practice or outside input on it, it won't grow into what we vision, what is tugging, and inevitably we stay stuck in the same spot. So going back to the same story about how I, you know, in, in releasing in the fitness industry and becoming a fitness instructor and and all the stuff that I learned in the meantime by having live people being able to give feedback. Feedback is such a gift. Such a gift. If somebody can give you feedback on on what they feel or what their opinion or how something that you wrote or did made them feel, whether it be positive or negative, you've created emotion. And sometimes you're trying really, really hard to send that message. And if you just 
take a little feedback, be a little coachable and tweak it a little bit and, and really think about, instead of thinking about what I'm going to do, commit to be the best student, right? Because when you commit to be the best student, you're not only being a student of whatever you're learning, you're becoming a student of your own self-awareness, right? So in another analogy, so this is another um, physical thing. If you, if you imagine that you've hiked onto a mountaintop somewhere where you've never been before, after a long, rough climb, you've come to a very precarious position, like hanging onto the side of the cliff. You look down and it's, it's like straight down and you look forward and it's really narrow and it feels super scary, but you're like, two feet away from the top, three minutes away from the awards of the stunning view and accomplishment. It's pretty easy to crawl backwards and you'll get yourself out of that precarious position. It's way less intimidating. And then head back down the mountain. So think about that for a moment. You're at that spot. You start heading back down the mountain. How's that going to feel? You might feel like a little relieved because you didn't have to go through that little bit of fear. But then you're always going to wonder what that mountaintop looked like. You're always going to wonder and perhaps regret might start to sink in. So now your action steps, what are you going to do and how do you move forward? Or do you go back? Or do you proceed with sharing your rough draft? I'm going to tell you this for certain. It's going to be messy. It might be messy. I mean, some people are messier than others. I'm certainly like little Miss Messy Pants. And it certainly won't be perfect, (laughs) but practice helps improve, right? And I think perfectly imperfect is what this world wants right now. If you're living in 2019, we're looking for perfectly imperfect. So maybe, you know, when you're at that mountain, you need to have an ugly cry. You need to crawl down on your knees with every muscle flexed and cramped, grunting, screaming, whatever it takes. I've been on that spot too. You will get to the other side. You will enjoy the splendor of the work. And the next time you encounter something like this, it will just be a little bit easier. Not a lot, because it's still going to be scary if you're scared of heights like I am. But it's going to be a little easier. And then think about this too. What we do physically, we can ultimately do emotionally. So I'm going to leave on a note of what rough draft are you holding on to? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. As always, the show notes are below. I'm always going to invite you to the 1000k.club because I feel like self-awareness begins with moving daily, outdoor space, committing time to yourself. Uh, You can visit all of my blog posts and all of the show notes at bringonbalance.com. Just know when you subscribe and and you send a review into iTunes. I really appreciate that. I do read them. And as I mentioned earlier in this episode, feedback is a gift. So I'd love to hear from you and what kind of topics you'd like to cover. We are all about self-awareness and finding the balance, which is your unique balance in whatever season that you're in. Thanks for watching. And I will 
talk with you next week. Take care.